everyone, and welcome to Norganon Popped Off's Warcraft Lore Podcast. I'm your host, James Graham, and I'm just joined by Mazeril this week. We have no Warren, unfortunately. Maze, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing well. I I already miss Warren. He, he truly is a, a centerpiece to the little trio here. He is. He really is. He 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 adds that X factor, right? So it's it, it's 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 a shame every time we don't have him, right? Um, Warren, unfortunately, is dealing with internet issues. It's nothing. It's nothing major. We just, um, yeah, he's just kind of screwed on the internet side, and he doesn't want to pay up the yang for uh, for for minutes on on Discord or through. He doesn't want. Or I guess nobody uses minutes anymore. It's data, so he doesn't want to pay up the ass for data to use Discord to talk to us. So we we get it. We get it. Um, so you guys just have the old hats today. It's just the two of us. Um, but for anybody who's a first-time listener, here at Norganon, every week we talk about a topic, an event, a faction, all that fun stuff that's happened in the Warcraft universe, be it recent or not recent at all, which is kind of this episode here. Um, that being said, though, it is pre-patch, and I think we need to we need to talk about pre-patch hype a little bit, just say how excited we are for it. I, I know I am. Um, and I'm going to find myself the remote, most remote barbershop in the world. So I, you know, don't get overrun with people. Maisie, I, I know you're, you're looking at this a little more objectively with what you've, you've got a, a task at hand with the pre-patch coming out. Yep. I will be leveling 32 horde from all the way up to 50 and then running the pre-patch on, I think I'll total almost just under 70 characters by the time I'm done. Yeah. You're For just the pre-patch. Dude. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Maze is at the point where he's Reddit notorious now because people know him for the for the leveling. So, and he's got some pretty you got some pretty spicy memes. Like you like you you've gotten you've gotten some hype off of that too. Yeah, I should probably do that more. You should I need man. something to use Add my those... Photoshop, my Creative <laughs> Commons. Uh, it's just something more to use it for. Exactly right. Exactly. So, with that being said, though, Maze, tell the fine people where to listen to us, what to do when they find us, and all that good stuff. Yeah, of course. So when you find us, share us around to your friends. Make sure to leave us a five-star review. Uh, and yeah, you can always find us also at uh, Twitter at popped underscore off or emailing us contact at poppedoff.com. Or of course, just go to our website, poppedoff.com. We're, we try to make ourselves easy to find. You, you should be able to find us when you start looking. Yeah, we've gotten pretty lucky with our names that, like, you know, you don't have to, like, add some weird shit. Like, when you Google us, it's just, like, popped off and you're, you're good to go, right? So, yeah, this week here, we are talking about the opening of the Dark Portal. This is the first official time-walking episode that we're doing. Um, we were milling around a little bit, but we decided, you know what, the Dark Portal, like, that's a, that is the event. That's the event right there. So, we're going to talk about it. We're going to get into it. So, I'm going to give us a nice little recap. I'm going to start with the orcs, jump over to the humans, and then we're going to kind of get in this combined joint effort between Medivh and Gul'dan, and uh, yeah, me and Warren, or me and, not Warren, unfortunately, myself and Maze will uh, will break it down. So, initially, um, Sargeras enlists, uh, actually, Kel Jaden enlists uh, a, a demon called Talgath, who was a previous friend of the Velen, uh, and he's been like a perpetual hunter of the Draenei, um, to basically observe the orcs and the Draenei, see how they interact, all that fun stuff. And uh, this really leads the Burning Legion to be like, hey, we can corrupt the orcs. We can use these guys. So they eventually scope out Gul'dan, realize he's real vulnerable, really susceptible to corruption, and they corrupt him into the first warlock. This is He's kind of bred. We don't know what clan Gul'dan started from because he blew everybody up with fell magic. 
So, following that, now Gul'dan's this all-powerful warlock. He starts screwing with the clans, really making them, you know, start to hate the Draenei. Um, and also severs the elements from Draenor. Basically goes to the Throne of the Elements, which is like this big spot of worship for the for the elements. And beats them. He battles all four of them and wins. Um, because of that, the the elements are like, well, fuck you guys. We're not we're not helping out Draenor anymore. So they, they you know they don't listen to the Shaman anymore. They cut everybody off. And this is what makes Gul'dan's job a lot easier by manipulating everybody into start leaning towards the sides of the Draenei are the problem. Fell magic is the answer. All that fun stuff. So Blackhand, um, the leader of the Blackrock clan. Um, basically becomes the unofficial official war chief eventually. Um, and Gul'dan kind of is the, like, you know, the master puppeteer. He's, you know, he's pulling all the strings and he creates the Shadow Council. Blackhand, of course, is a part of this, but he's not really a part of it. He's just there as a figurehead. Um, and as I mentioned before, the sh- all the shamans start becoming warlocks. Um, some notable guys like this is, like, Drek'thar, um, who's a notable shaman of the Frostwolf clan, basically becomes, like, a temporary warlock. Um, the Shadow Council, after running over the uh, Temple of Karabor, also known as the Black Temple, summoned Manoroth, and this is where you get the classic, what does it cost us, or what will it cost you, everything line from Gul'dan, um, and have the orcs drink his blood. Then we get the, then we, that's what transitions orcs from being the Maghar to the orcs. Um, so we, everybody's green, everybody's red eyes, and they're all pissed off. So... Because of this, they overrun Draenor, basically destroy all the Draenei that they can find and take some as prisoners. This will be a, like a little bit of an important point for later. Um, but, pausing on the orcs, we flip over to the humans, and we have Egwin, who is the previous guardian of Azeroth. Uh, she fought an avatar of Sargeras up in Northrend. Um, she had to expel a metric fuck ton of power to kind of make sure that she won this battle. Um, but it opened herself up to be corrupted by Sargeras. This was basically his like master plan where he was like, yeah, I'm just going to make you use all your strength, weaken yourself so I can corrupt you from the inside. Um, this manifests in a couple of ways, her opinion towards the, the Guardians of Tears fall and also her son, uh, Medivh, who she actually had with a mage hunter that was kind of sent after uh, Neelis Aran. Um, who you see in the old school uh, Karazhan raid. Um, so they basically, they have Medivh. Medivh um, is a is a nut. Like, he's insanely powerful. Um, his mom abandons him. He ends up killing his father accidentally because he's so powerful. Um, and this kind of sends him into this whirlwind of guilt. Um, but, you know, he goes into a coma, comes back out, and he's got some, he's got some good friends, like, Medivh's not all tragic, he's got some, he's got some boys, he's got Lane, he's got Lothar, they, the, the trio really got got around, and, like, they, um, they had a couple misadventures with, uh, with, with the trolls from the, uh, the Gurubashi trolls, so, we're not gonna get too, too into that, but just to know Medivh is, like, insanely powerful, he's ridiculous, um, but, unfortunately, because of the same corruption that screwed with his mom, it also screwed with him, he learns of the Legion and figures they're eventually going to evade again. He's not happy with the current state of Azeroth, and it's like, okay, we need to give Azeroth an enemy so we can be ready for when Legion strikes. And this is where the the, the Dark Portal concept comes up. So, Medivh and Gul'dan kind of team up. Medivh is like able to scout out Draenor through the Twisting Nether. He manifests himself as a raven and just kind of flies around Draenor. He's like, oh, this is sick. 
finds Gul'dan and absolutely whoops him, whoops his ass. And this is going to be a talking point later for sure, but Medivh is basically like the the powerhouse in this in this combo, right? So they decide, okay, I need a, I I want to bring you guys to Azeroth. Gul'dan's like sick, cool, because like you know we're turning in on each other. Let's give us let's give ourselves somebody to fight. Um, and this causes the destruct uh, the creation of the dark portal, and the, now we're seeing the, the 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 cost to make this portal. So now Gul'dan creates mass genocide, kills a ton of Drenai uh, Drenai prisoners. That's what you see the I believe it's called the Path of Glory in Hellfire Peninsula. Um, I will I'll, I'll fact check that, but I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. And it's basically all the Drenai skulls across there. This is all because of this ritual to basically form the dark portal to connect it to Azeroth, which Medivh just uses a metric, metric shit ton of guardian power. I don't know what else to call it. Um, and this is where you get it. This is where you get the formation of the dark portal, which eventually leads to World of Warcraft. That's how we get there. That's how we get with the Warcraft storyline. So for our discussion, we're going to be getting into the major players of the event. There's really four big ones, Gul'dan, Sargeras, Medivh, and Kel'jaeden. Um, the outcomes and ramifications, as I've already mentioned, it creates Warcraft. It create like this is this is how we got here. And then we're getting into some fun hand cannon and speculation. And myself and Warren will kind of dive into that later. We're not gonna we're not gonna reveal to you what we got going on in our brains. So, but we're gonna jump right back into it, Warren or Jesus Maze. Oh my God! I really I guess I really miss Warren. I guess I really miss him. I guess I keep bringing him up. I get it. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, man, how do you, how do you feel about this whole, how, how do you feel like they delivered this story? Like, I mean, in this event, like, I think it was pretty well executed. I'm pretty happy with it. Um, I think the players that were involved did a reasonable job, I'd say. Every, everybody played their part. So I think in hindsight and with years of nostalgia, it's a fantastic story. Mm-hmm. I think if Blizzard tried to retell this story right now, they would get flamed so hard. Medivh is too powerful, <laughs> and he was. He was so strong for no good reason. They would, uh, they would say, like, how is he just talking to Gold? Like, how does another world just exist? Because they needed a reason for orcs to invade in Warcraft 2. That's why. <laughs> and then when it comes to, like, Sargeras, it's like, come on, how is he this smart? He's, he's pulling strings across, like, multiple worlds for decades, like, lifetimes at a time. Come on, man. Come on. This is a guy who got beat up by a couple of elves when he came walking out of a pond. Come on. So <laughs> I, I think wow. now saying that, knowing what it what it turned into, yeah, I think the story's fantastic. It is peak World of Warcraft, because as much as I love the lore, I, I do this, of course. At the end mm-hmm. of the day, what World of Warcraft, it's it's a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> and, and the opening <laughs> of the Dark Portal is just that. It's it's the peak of that. If if Arthas is like peak deep personal storytelling is the, the rise and fall, the tragedy of Arthas, I feel like this is peak World of Warcraft. It doesn't really make this any is, sense, but it's so good. It's so good. This is like the, the, the popcorn flick of World of Warcraft, eh? Mm-hmm. Like it's, yeah. Okay, I can get with that. I, I'm okay because, yeah, I'll agree. Like I'm pretty familiar with like the, the whole Dark Portal thing. I'm a huge, huge fan of of orc clans and stuff like that i love that like that realm and stuff like that i like i was really excited for draenor when it came out because i knew i was getting that it just didn't turn into something i was happy about but that being said i was i really like this story the story was sick 
Um, and then you go back with it with like a critical lens and you're like, man, there's like, there's a lot of moving pieces and like almost to the point where there's too many moving pieces. You know what I mean? You have this crazy manipulation of Gul'dan trying to kill off the Drenai and the Drenai are like well received for no good reason. And the, or every orc is just like, yeah, you know, bucket, let's kill them. Right. And you have like, you have like three dudes. You have three guys being like, I don't know if we should guys. You have like Duratan, Zagrel, who was from the White Claws. And you have Orgrim, you know what I mean? So you had these, like, very few level-headed people. They're like, man, let's just go back to shamanism. It's fine. It's chill. We'll get it back. Of course, it never happens, right? Yep. So, yeah, you have you have Gul'dan basically being able to ma- manipulate everybody, starting with Ner'zhul. Starts with Ner'zhul, and then it's just a mess from there. Well, and don't forget, he also had backup, because Ner'zhul was being manipulated by Sargeras at the same time. By, True, uh, yeah. Because Sargeras was posing as... Uh, Ner'zhul's wife. Like that's how far back Sargeras was like plotting this stuff. Because uh, I thought that was Kel Jaden. I thought Kel Jaden might was have been. The, I get them big. too. I get the demons mixed up all the time. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it was a big demon player. It, like and, yeah, but he was doing that exactly right. He would like Gul'dan would do something kind of shady. Ner'zhul would be like, okay, Rokan, like give me give me some give me some critical feedback. And she like you know because there, there's an imposter. She's like, no man, do it, do it. It's sick. It's fine. And so Ner'zhul was just boned from the get go. But yeah, so you have Medivh, he was corrupted from from before birth. <laughs> uh, you have yeah, yeah. Gul'dan pulling a ton of strings. It's not always clear. Like, and Medivh is weird and like you don't always know his age or how long things have progressed for him compared to what's happening with Gul'dan. Like, don't look too close to the timelines for, for, for these whole events. And we didn't know it at the time, but by at this time it was also the Jirnai. This was their second planet. As Sargeras mm-hmm. had already taken over their home world. Yeah, it was just a lot of nutty strings being pulled. And at the end, yeah, they, they pulled them all it, and it, it tightened up really well. It, it turned into a fantastic story. But I, I would challenge Blizzard to retry this. And it seems like they might be retrying it again in Shadowlands. We don't yet know who's pulling what strings. I, you could just kind of sense all the frustration. It's it's a really weird dynamic. Yeah, it seems like the story is, is it, like it gets almost too big for itself in some in some cases with this, right? Like there's, you're, it almost feels like it got overcomplicated for some in some parts for the sake of being overcomplicated, right? And then yeah, like you said, it does it does tie up nightly. Like I mean, the Gul'dan and Medivh meet, um, you know, in like this is all basically masterminded by Sargeras because he screwed with both sides successfully. Um, and created exactly what he wanted, right? But I will, I will give them credit. Like Medivh is still like crafty while he's doing it because he finds out that the Legion is trying to corrupt the Orcs, and he's like, "I'm just gonna, I'm gonna screw them over," despite the fact I'm like doing exactly what they want. Like, I do like that Medivh isn't this like, despite the fact he's all pow- all powerful in this, in this, in this like you know this one part of history. Um, he still is trying to do what's best, what he thinks for humanity. Where Gul'dan's just like. I don't care about any of you. I just I just want power for myself. You know what I mean? Gul'dan's such a like he's just a one dimensional character, and I really I'm never like bold, but I I can see where you're coming from with that. For for me, I, I kind of liked having at least one character that was just evil for the sake of like he's just a selfish dick. And uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Blizzard has they've done it sometimes, but like as we saw, and that's the big meme with BFA was uh, morally gray. And it was nice to yeah. have Gul'dan just not be that. He's not even a demon. He's just a massive 
douche nozzle. <laughs> yeah. Nobody likes the guy. He just, but nobody cares because he's too strong. It's, yeah. I guess it is refreshing to have somebody who's just pure evil and there's no redeeming qualities. You know what I mean? You're not looking for that. Uh, you're right. Like I mean, like BFA did beat the 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 morally gray, like thing over the over the head. You know what I mean? Like it was like beating a dead horse after a while, even though it wasn't morally gray. And they wanted to really spell that. Gul'dan's just a prick for the sake of being a prick. I mean, yes, he had a bit of a tragic upbringing, right? Like, I mean, I guess if you really wanted to delve into, like, the character analysis of Gul'dan, just briefly, because I, I think we will talk about Gul'dan at some point. He's too big of a player mm-hmm. in too many expansions not to. But, like, I mean, yeah, he had a tragic upbringing, right? Like, he was an outcast. He was sickly. His clan treated him like shit. And, the, the, the you know, the elements never wanted to do anything with him. You know what I mean? So he's like, okay, well, I guess I'll take the first power that holds on to me. And he was really good at it. So, um, yeah, I guess but, I guess you can kind of see how we got there. A counter, counter argument. Mm-hmm. Draka. So true. So true. <laughs> She's the other side of that same coin. Nope. Right? Like. But yeah, so, so I, I, I do like it. I, I. And of course, we didn't even know all the way back then. So Sargeras desperately wanted, because a lot of people might be wondering, like, why take over the orcs? Why go through all of this? And that's kind of his, been his MO, though. He was amassing an army, not trying to destroy everything. And I don't think they had it fleshed out yet that it was to fight the Void Lords and the Old Gods. We, yeah. I mean, for opening the Dark Pro, I don't think we had Old Gods in Warcraft 3. No, uh, the faceless ones showed up briefly in Northrend during like the Frozen Throne expansion. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was, I think, the closest thing we got. Yeah, so we wouldn't have um, had that quite yet. Um, yeah, some of the, but I, but I think a lot of that was written for Burning Crusade, if I remember correctly. So we we now know that Sargeras was you know amassing military like armies. He wanted to conquer Azeroth, not destroy it. Um, mm-hmm. Azeroth specifically because of the Well of Eternity turned into the Maelstrom, and then we found out because of World Souls. So I, I, I think over the years, as, as they trimmed some of it away and as they, they cleaned up the story, it did pull together really well. Yeah, I think I think Blizzard really dug themselves out of a hole here. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, the, like the, the opening of the Dark Portal is a good story, but there's just like, yeah, well, why didn't Sargeras just blow it up if he, you know... If he was so like worried about it, why like try and go through all this like you know 4D chess for like no reason right, and they have they've like basically kind of fixed it why he kind of needed to do that right so and I'm happy with that I'm happy that we got to this point and it it, it makes sense, um, it's just yeah it, at the time I think when this lore first came out it was a little like ambiguous across the board. And, you know, they, they were like, Man, we really got to give orcs, like, a, a better background, you know what I mean? Like, we really got to flush them out more. And we got it, and it was it was pretty sick. It was cool. Um, the, the amount of manipulation that goes into basically making it happen on the orc side is, like, nothing in comparison to the humans. I, I find the human story so straightforward. It's just, like, Medivh learns about the Legion, learns about Draenor, shit. Why not bring them to Azeroth and basically use them as, like, you know, a practice dummy? You know what I mean? Like... And that's it. An amazing amount of regret from Medivh as he flies around trying to say, the danger's coming, danger's coming, fly <laughs> to Kalimdor. And he spends all of Warcraft 3 trying to repent for that sin. It's 
Medivh is yeah. definitely going to be like at least a two episode person. There's so much going on with that guy. Definitely like if they tried to bring a Medivh back into World of Warcraft right now, I, I think it would get flamed almost as bad as, oh, I forgot his son's name. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Midan. Midan? Yes. Midan, The son yeah. of Medivh and look- Garona who only exist in like... It, he, One comic book. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. It's... It's goofy. But he was he was supposed to be that character. He was supposed to be the new Medivh. Right? And we just we never ended up getting him because like yeah, I think that's the inherent problem with Medivh. Medivh is such a cool character to look back on and be like, man, that guy, like, he was nuts. But if you bring him into the current universe, you'd be like, well, why aren't you just fixing our fucking problems? You know what I mean? You're you're the guardian, right? Like you should be able to deal with all this shit. Exactly. Uh, he definitely he he was perfect for the role that he had, especially in Warcraft 3. I think that was like when he made his first appearance, I don't remember if he was in Warcraft 2. Oh, that was years ago. I'm pretty sure he was in Warcraft 2, yeah. But Warcraft 3, he was... Because he wasn't even Medivh in the in Warcraft 3. He was the prophet, Exactly, right? yeah. And, and I think that's supposed to also have hinted that he was Medivh but not corrupted anymore. Yeah, it, it's... Yeah. The whole story's goofy. I love World of Warcraft so much. <laughs> uh, it is. It is goofy, right? Like, I mean, you, you get a lot of that with this, and it's... It's it's goofy and it's not, you know what I mean? Like it, like it's 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 the whole event itself is like man, they, these guys are just like, you know, one wanted to make an army to prep his world and the other one just wanted to be like a like a bloodthirsty warmonger. And think but about like that. So in order to do that. And, and you're right, it was the path of glory. The orcs killed 9 of every 10 Draenei. Yeah. Um, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. now at first the orcs were told Gul'dan and I think Ner'zhul had a role in that. We're telling them that they were gearing up for war, that this was all self-defense. But like, yeah, it, it it they killed a lot of Draenei. Then they had to slit a little boy's throat as a finisher for like opening the portal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It got super grim. It got insane. Like and for Warcraft, that is like you don't you don't get that like gothicy like, you know, low fantasy, like, for ever, really. Like, I mean, we touched on it, I guess, a bit, a bit in BFA with, like, you know, like, very, like, um, oh, my God, who's who's the who's the writer? H.P. Uh, Lovecraft, like, who does, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. But, you, like, since then, we, like, we, you, you, we you can get it, like a, but it's usually in smaller pieces. Like, you have to search for it. So, like, I know in yeah. Drustvar, there's a place where you'll see a guy and you see, like, a, a boot next to a meat grinder. Mm-hmm. And it looked like it's very clear that somebody's been grinding up humans <laughs> in Drusvar. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of Drusvar is like that because you got the whole like witches thing going on. I remember like uh, Lordaeron has a couple of quests like the Eastern Plague Lands has some that are really dark because um, yep. you're dealing with the, the scourge and the fallout of what had happened there. But mm-hmm. yeah, something like that was very in your face, and you're like, yeah, crap. exactly. <laughs> it was. Yeah. So, I think we've I think we talked about the players enough, and like I mean, unfortunately, like we don't. Medivh is just one character that you never get. We I don't think we're ever going to get back again, right? Like Gul'dan was a player for a while. He came back in Warlords because it's not the Gul'dan. It's you know it's the other Gul'dan, right? Like it's 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 alternate universe Gul'dan who you're really dealing with, um, and he's causing all the issues because the other the other Gul'dan's dead. Like he died in Tumas Argaris. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's talk about the outcomes and the ramifications. Let's talk about how this created World of Warcraft. And are we happy with 
this being the way they did it. Like, are, are, like I know we had to figure out a way for us to, like, the orcs to get there, but are we are we overall content with how they did it? I am. I think it. I think it worked out. They took what non-existent lore they had for Warcraft one and two. They explained mm-hmm. why orcs were there and how they weren't always there. And I, I like where it led. I like, like, I, I, I do like the rise, or I, I guess the fall and then rise of the orcs. I like the idea because it's also what led to the original horde, which were the, these yeah. band of outcasts just together just trying to survive in a world that wanted nothing to do with them. So they went to some of the harshest regions in the world and said, great, we'll just survive here because we're hardy enough to do so. Which much later on leads to, again, probably the most controversial thing I'll ever say on this, which is Volpera being one of the most horde races to be introduced to the horde since the Turin. Yeah, I mean, like, I like the more you talk about it, the more I'm like, it's not as controversial anymore, especially with like their like induction quests and stuff like that. You're like, all right, these guys are pretty, they're pretty horde. That's, they're pretty horde as they come, right? That's my long term plan. I'm just gonna keep mentioning it episode after episode, <laughs> so the few people who this listen play- to us are just like. That major guy's making some sense there. <laughs> he's <laughs> playing a war of attrition with all of you. That's what he's doing. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I mean, that's just it. I think this, like, I don't want to say the dark, like this story of the dark portal is like supplement, like supplemental lore, but it's definitely like lore. They had to, they had to, like, they they had building blocks already in place. They were just now filling it out, right? Which mm-hmm. I thought was cool. Like the Dren I got introduced because of this, right? And Velen and all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. Chronicles does a decent job of laying this back out. I don't think it's Chronicles is the best story to go back and read. I think one of the books by Christy Golden, I think, is probably one of the, Oh, my God. What is it? Beyond the Dark Portal. Mm-hmm. I think Beyond the Dark Portal is, like, the one you guys want to read if you want, like, material for this. Um, because it also references, you know, stuff, like, that orcs are, like, m- like not all, like bloodthirsty warriors is they're kind of painted of with that like you know very broad strokes brush initially like Durtan and Orgrim like they get like taken in by Draenei because they're like they're like I think they get taken in at night in an encampment because they were like like lost in the woods kind of thing a Rangari kind of like rescues them is like hey just come chill with us for a bit it'll be fine um so they like you know they, they paint they, they they laid down a lot of the foundation for the rest of the world, they just didn't do it initially, well, right? Like this wasn't, there wasn't, this wasn't the lore, right? Yeah, and that's that's a big thing that I think sometimes gets not discussed as deeply with with talks like this is that not necessarily that book, but like the transition from Warcraft two to Warcraft three orcs watching Thrall playing as him. So before mm-hmm. this, we had Warhammer orcs, which are Tolkien orcs, but in space, <laughs> um, in space. And they're fungus. They're fungus. Yeah, that too. Like, but they are. They're just kind of big, bloodthirsty behemoths. You have Tolkien orcs, born of mud and just bloodthirsty behemoths. World of Warcraft actually, like, I would say it had almost as far as modern day fantasy writing and games as big of an impact as Tolkien did. Because even back then, let me think. Back then, that was three point oh D. Like people weren't playing orcs. If you were at all a good orc, even in D anD D, it was half orc or anything right. close to that. So, like the hashtag "Not All Orcs" really started because of this. Yeah, they they really made the 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 orc like fantasy like race 
just three dimensional, right? Like, like there was there was layers to it, right? It was nice, and they really added like, I think the the addition of like not only like making them like you know capable of compassion and like you know normal emotions, right? But like they're also their ties to like shamanism and stuff like that. Like, I mean, that really I think for fantasy as a whole really did a lot for like did a lot for them, right? Like, I mean, it was it was good. Like, I mean, it was really good for the fantasy universe across all games, right? Like it uh yeah. It's kind of it's kind of crazy to think about like the influence that Warcraft has had just you know, just by writing stuff the way they do. Yep. Yep, yep. Uh yeah, cuz I I can't think of any modern fantasy that's allowing themselves to go back to that um to where you have like a very clear and that that was another thing that Warcraft did is it it kind of like was by playable undead and things like that. They mm-hmm. really did ride morally gray pretty well. Uh, the Dark Spear trolls used to be cannibals. Um, yep. So yeah, like there's there's nothing like there there's redeeming qualities, but you'd be hard pressed to say the Horde are the good guys, with the exception mm-hmm. of Thrall. <laughs> like, and then the Turin. <laughs> yeah. The Turin are like undoubtedly just insanely good. But uh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't think of too many more fantasy, like bigger fantasy novels. Like I'm gonna get like a hundred people telling me, "What about this book from this one author?" Only twenty yeah. people have read. <laughs> I was just gonna say, like, it's just not. It's it's commonplace now. It's just this is this is how they were written. This is and this is like, it, I, I like it's kind of funny. I was thinking of like outcomes and ramifications because of an event in the Warcraft universe, but it really just affected like fantasy as a whole, right? So. I think that's great. I think that's that's awesome. And uh yeah, the next thing I want to kind of for us to get into is is headcanon for or like speculation of like you know, what if what if things went differently? What I mean, I guess nothing really crazy would have happened from this one specific event, but this this is something I'm going to lay the foundation down for like future episodes. Like cuz I mean, what would happen if Medivh beat the shit out of Gul'dan and Gul'dan didn't submit to him, you know what I mean? Well, then the Draenei, or the, like, Draenor just dies, all the orcs end up, like, killing themselves, and then Azeroth isn't as prepared for a Legion invasion, they don't have not only the, like, I mean, I guess you don't have the combined might of, like, the orcs, the night elves, and the humans, when, um, oh my god, what's his face, uh, Archimonde eventually invades, right? So, I don't maybe Azeroth is lost at that point, right? Because you don't have the orcs and thralls horde helping helping them, right? Like Or the scourge that was there for a little bit. That was a Oh, the scourge, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh Yeah, I guess I guess there's a lot. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, that could have been a theme. We could we still could have seen the scourge, but we wouldn't have had I mean, the horde didn't play a role against that, but we didn't have pal we wouldn't have had paladins. True. We wouldn't have had so yeah, we, we we might have seen Uther bring out paladins because of the scourge. Maybe um, it's not clear because so back then in lore, fighting an orc was incredibly hard. Like their skin was as strong as plate. So mm-hmm. uh, obviously that doesn't carry on to the World of Warcraft, but that's why we had paladins. Was they were so strong, you needed the power of the light just to put you on par with them. Yeah, you needed that. You needed that extra edge, and plus, you also you were dealing with like because Death Knights were around in the Second War as well, right? Because mm-hmm. because you had but they were had, they um, were warlocks. Yeah, they were basically mm-hmm. warlocks, right? Gul'dan was transferring warlocks into previous slain humans, 
and manifesting death knights who had like these undeathly powers. But you wouldn't have seen that because, like, I mean, you didn't need any light light powers, I guess, if you want to call it that, um, until yeah, your encounter with the scourge, and then who knows would have actually who would have founded the Knights of the Silver Hand at that point, right? Mm-hmm. So it, the scourge, honestly, we could have been looking at an undead husk of a planet, which was the when we could argue, and I think we did when in a previous episode, you could argue that that would have been the perfect weapon against the undead because the scourge are unique in that they're brain they're so brain dead that the the old gods can't really corrupt them. They're kind of just yeah. listening to whoever yeah, is pulling yeah. pulling the strings. So well, yeah, we could have seen that. Um, if not that, but what, if, if we needed Nerzul for that though, didn't we? Well, sure. Like Nerzul or somebody similar could have still because it's only now that we're going to figure out where the armor domination comes from. True. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. We are. We, getting we into still like, could have seen yeah. that. Um, if not that, if it wasn't that, if it wasn't the invasion. Absolutely, uh, Deathwing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely, de- definitely would have had his his field day with the planet. Yeah, it's true. Um, can't say like because nothing would have happened amiss. We wouldn't have had, we wouldn't have had a Garrosh. Warlords wouldn't have yep. happened. Legion two point If we somehow survived Deathwing, that would probably have killed us. Yeah, I think that that would have been the one that did us in. Uh, yeah, and if that somehow didn't kill us, then yeah, Black Empire for sure. Yeah, yeah, so true, so true. But yeah, I don't. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. yes, the, the 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 dark portal was overall a good thing. It was a net gain. Well, and on <laughs> on top of that, because remember, so it opens, but it doesn't stay open. It closes, and it closes with yes. Taralyon, and uh, why does suddenly blink, yeah. blink on her name? This, oh, Illyria. Thank you. Uh, it's, it, it closes with them on the other side and they spend the better part of a millennia yeah. fighting. Like they never would have come back as super soldiers as army of the light to help against the Legion. So I mean, in, in a way, yeah, it definitely strengthened Azeroth in a lot of different ways. Um, weakened her in a lot of different ways. It, it, it remains to be seen what the further ramifications will be now that we still have works and everything if we're ever going to finally stop fighting each other faction wise which i, I know we've had that talk as well that cross faction yeah, yeah it, it's wild how big of an event that was it's also wild that we also got the Draenei just because people were like hey uh those eridar are kind of cool can, can we play, <laughs> can we as, play one? as one of those <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> an entire race because of that <laughs> yeah it was oh my god yeah and they and they made like that was one thing i think is so sick and i know we're kind of circling back to like the the outcome sort of thing but the fact that a playable race was crafted entirely from the lore not because it was previously it was it wasn't like a like a previous asset they were like okay we are going to make the drenai a thing because people are kind of interested in eridar so now you have a reason why the orcs went nuts on drenor you have a you know you had their enemy you had a reason why they would join the alliance. Like, I mean, like, it was, there was so many steps that, like, that they, I think they needed, like, I can only imagine the storyboard that they needed to go through to make the Drenai canonically work. Like, so can I, hats I, for, off for to whoever head, did that. For my head canon, it's just somebody going up to Metzen's office and going, hey, uh, so the players want Eridar. Got you. 
<laughs> yeah. This and this I think is another thing too that we need to remember is like this was this was like peak medicine. Like like BC like vanilla that guy was that was him. That was his wheelhouse, right? So like I mean uh yeah, I I feel like he I, with a like a little bit of like okay, you can't go outside of this guideline and this guideline. He's probably like, yeah, no problem. Easy clap, dude. I'm an like yeah. I, was it you that described Metzen as a DM that was just like off off the chain? Like he was just like you just needed to guide him a little bit. And other than that, he was just a genius. Uh, I definitely know he had to have been a big Forgotten Realms fan because that's pretty much what World of Warcraft is. It's Warhammer and Forgotten Realms smashed together. Smashed together. That's, that's yeah. all it is. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then. What else? So we had all of that, the Army of the Light because of that. Like, so mm-hmm. it's, it, of course, it's still affecting us, and that might lead us um, into the whole expansion of the light that's kind of getting rumored because we, now we don't know what's going on with uh, Yarel on alternate universe Draenor. Yep. Um, gosh, so much had happened. And it's also where we... No, that was Wad getting ahead of myself. But... uh. But that's up. But yeah, the the opening of Dark Portals is also what kind of gave Illidan a way out. We kind of saw. True, yeah. And we we saw like I, I will say as much as I love the opening and like a lot of what happened there, BC itself when the when the portal reopened the second time. Um, so people who don't know, portal opens in Warcraft two. Everything gets beaten back. Terralian, if they find out, you need to close it on the other side, and that's why Terralian and uh, we just said her name. Illyria. Thank you. Illyria. Yeah, it's like it was like Tyrallian, Illyria, Cadgar, False, Falstad was Falstad over I there think too. So it's pretty much if you go to this the bridge on Stormwind, those statues, those all those statues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Right. Those so are the people. Danith, Trollbane, all that. St- mm-hmm. Yeah, Danith. Yep. So yeah. that's that's why they have those statues. They walked to the other side of the dark portal and snapped it shut, ready to just fight mm-hmm. the orcs and demons for as long as they could. Super heavy metal, let's just say right right yeah. there. Like, as far as going out, Turalyon had the best going out until he came back, <laughs> yeah. of course, as a zealot, but whatever. Um, he's still a pretty sick zealot, though. He is. Like, Turalyon's a pretty, like, he's still he's still a good character, despite he the, kind this of massive is, time. Because I, you and I, we, we need to have a Shadows Rising <laughs> episode, like a book club. <laughs> um, a book club, yeah. But yeah, it's spoilers but there, there, there's he's changed a lot since then but still like it was so good and then of course it opens a second time and that's burning crusade is us going to this new world and uh learning so much about the Jernai, meeting the broken because yep. they don't really exist in warlords that's the only place you'll uh you'll see them until legion when we see them on crocool is that just a zone? Yeah, that's, they're, that's they're running, on yeah, Argus, the planet Argus. Argus, yeah, but Crocool is like their one, like their spot there. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I feel like, man, this is <laughs> a broad, a broad strokes like a couple of questions because yeah, it really, it really, especially with such a big event, it really, it really opened us up. Yeah, we we really needed to do the uh, the episode though. We've kind of been orbiting it a while because we've talked. We started mm-hmm. off with the Helm of Domination and then Nerzul. We've talked about Draka. We've kind of talked about like the we touched on the Guardians of Tirasol because we were talking about um, the Circle yeah, of Mages. They, yeah. It's it was definitely an episode that needed to happen. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy you did, though. I'm happy. It's, it sucks that we don't have Warren here for it, because I feel like having somebody who's not jaded and he has like rose color rose tinted glasses for the entire thing would have been good but i think i think you know you and i did i think we i think we were pretty critical about it we were pretty you know not biased yeah uh, as i started off saying it's like this is trash <laughs> <laughs> no like especially for the time for what they had and with what they've done with it since i love it it's so mm-hmm. good and it really is just it's peak world of warcraft in a way we haven't seen in a long time it's like the opening of the dark portal and all those moments up to it is very similar to that that feeling that they wanted to get from us with and I, the most notable recent scene would be Illidan and the I am my scars like yeah they want that but there was no follow through afterwards like you have that just yeah you have that big scene and you have like also like Jaina blasting Lordaeron with a ship great but why didn't once anduin go we have a spaceship let us independence day this entire thing don't bring up the spaceship we can't talk about it anymore (laughs) Uh, the vindicar is gone (laughs) a bfa is over in like two more hours when i can finally get on this get on the servers (laughs) um but yeah like and then you have like illidan he he blasts away with turalyon which remember is intrinsically tied to the light him and valen that yep. the Nauru are practically deities and they just saw one k- killed and we blown up yeah in, we, like, we collected like, yeah. it into a dustbin put it in a trash can to power a space laser like the, there was no follow through like there was with the opening of the dark portal look at all of these things that radiated out because of this huge moment started by yeah. slitting a little Drenai boy's throat Oh God, no, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no! It started from oh. like Sargeras going. Well, that's a cool planet, and orcs are really strong. Let's use that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think that I think that wraps us up for this episode. I think, yeah, I think we I think we covered all we could with this massive event, like you said. Um, usually you get to hear Warren's lovely voice at this point, but I'm going to take his spot just because. We we don't have our dear friend here today. So, that being said, tell your friends about the Norganum Podcast and hit us with that five-star review with whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on. Get your friends to listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, all that fun stuff. Um, And check us out over at popped under, or poppedoff.com and Twitter, popped underscore off. See all the dope stuff we do. We do a, a wide variety of stuff. We cover anime, we cover video games, all that all that good stuff, man. We're all We're all about it. So, that being said, that's all of this for this week. And once again, we'll be back right next week with another episode. Stay tuned. We'll talk to you later, guys. See you guys.